Shut your mouth. And you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, it's yours truly, the 27-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, aka the showstopper, better known as the GOW's resident tribal chief. And with me, as always, got my tag team partner, my brother, my family. He is the flyest in the room, Mr. One, Two, Three. Pin that ass down, Cape Breezy, aka the Hoodie Knight, Two Cold Kimber on the building. What's happening, bro? Man, what's good, bro? And what's good? What's good with you? What's good with y'all folks? Man, we good, man. Hey, you know, it's funny because even though I was looking at the hood on your head, it took me to actually read your name and realize, like, oh, damn, he the hoodie night today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little cold, man. I'm a little, I'm a little chilly, man. I just, I just got an hour. Yeah, I'm a little chilly. So, yeah, so. All right, man. Well, you know, we started a couple of days ago. We started uh, the Royal Rumble, the history of the Royal Rumble winners uh, review. Uh, it's a three-part series, so we got part one out the way a few days ago. Tonight, we're going to do part two. Uh, for those who didn't see part one, part one covered the Rumble from 88, its inception, all the way up through 99. Tonight, we're going to cover the Rumble from 2000 to 2010. All right, man, you ready to go? Man, let's go, man, because this is this is kind of when when it picked up for me, at least as far as the Rumble, because it just the quality of people of uh, Ice Loco, what it do, man? Uh, you know, for the amount of people that were at this time that were coming to WWE because of the transition of WCW, uh, you know, what was happening there and, and guys like Jericho, the, uh, the radicals and Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Perry Satin, Dean Malenko, they were starting to show up and you already had the road dog and Billy Gunn and the rock and triple H and stone cold and all these guys. So yeah, this is, and, and you started to get some of the newer people of Brock Lesnar's and all them. So yeah, I, this was definitely when it, when it started picking up for me. Well, you know, let's let's get right into it, man. So the first one was Rumble 2000. And it's like you said, I just want to kind of run over a quick list of names. You know, you said we got we got some OGs in the building. So, you know, we had D'Lo Brown. We had uh, Too Cool. Yeah. Uh, we had, you know, Headbanger Mosh. We had Christian Rikishi. Uh, Steve Blackman, which I forgot about him. You know, the Lethal Weapon. Viscera, Big Boss Man, British Bulldog, Test, Rest in Peace, Gang Grill, Bob Backlund, of all people. You know, so... Yeah. You know, you had both the Hollies, you had China, man, Al Snow, Val Venus, Prince. You had a lot of people. It was like, and that, just like you said, you know, the 2000 Royal Rumble for me, maybe 98, 99, but the 2000, you know, the turn of the century, you know, I feel like the 2000 Royal Rumble, it was the beginning of an era, which it was. I It, it just felt different from the presentations, like you said, to the new influx of guys that came in. Uh, and this Rumble, man, we actually ended up having the Rock. He ended up picking up the victory at the end. Uh, but the, one of the things that stood out to me was, you know, the crowd was on fire. Like, the from start to finish. And I say that crowd felt like a rock and roll type crowd. I mean, Jerry the King Lawler, you got JR on commentary. And so for those who are kind of new or newer to the WWE product, Ah, this really made me understand why Jerry the King Lawler is no longer on commentary because you kind of forget just how outrageous some of the shit he was saying really was. I mean, I, I remember the puppies very vividly. I remember all of that. But so at one point in time, you know, I believe he had like Funaki and there was a couple other uh, um, wrestlers of the Asian uh, persuasion. And, you know, I'm just listening to, to Jerry the King Lawler. He's going around saying, I hope there's a Chinese hospital. I'm like, bro, you're not Chinese. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's just saying, like, little stuff, man. But the crowd was on fire. Uh, a cool moment to me 
was uh went too cool, man. At one point in time in the ring, you just those three. And you know, Rikishi was in there whooping everybody ass. You got Grandmaster Sexay, you got Scotty Suhadi, they hit a dance break, and Rikishi just started teeing off on their asses. Too cold. Like I said, we got the rock. He he ended up winning. He will go on to fight Foley, Triple H, and Big Show in the Fatal Four-Way at Mania. What are your takeaways from WrestleMania 2000? From from my takeaway from that was well from the rumble it was just the the fact that they had them uh you know the supposed double the double out where the rock they claimed that the that the rock and uh, had went out before Big Show did but you know I guess you kind of you you know it's one of those things where like we well, like we said in the last show you know the way they have to plan for what it is, the, the plan of what they have for the Royal Rumble, you know, whatever the ending is, whatever this certain spot's going to be, you know, that's one of those spots where everything has to kind of work perfectly. And I think they were going for the, uh, the double out again at that moment in time, but you know, the rock was able to, I guess, get his foot off the ground or they, you know, it, cause the way they showed it, there was a couple of shots where it looked like, you know, he actually did touch the ground first and then was somewhere it looked like he, he didn't totally touch the ground. So he was able to hop back in. But, you know, that was what it, that was kind of like the biggest thing for him because at that moment, that's when everybody wanted the rock to win. Everybody wanted the rock to win the rumble to go right. on WrestleMania and, you know, to take the title from Triple H because uh, around this time, this is when the infamous uh, car accident happened with Stone Cold and he ended up being out and. Yeah, the, you know, so that that whole thing happened, and then uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania was, it was okay. It was cool. It was. Um, I I don't know about. I don't. I don't really remember that WrestleMania because that WrestleMania really wasn't that great to me. Uh, it had a couple of matches, but that match, you know, of course, stood out because it was the Fatal Four Way, and they had all the McMahons and I think Mick Foley uh, on ringside. So you know. You know that crazy shenanigans, but other than that, man, it was uh, it was okay. Moving forward, man. So we're gonna go to 2001's Royal Rumble, where we get the Texas Rattlesnake, the Outlaw, uh, Mister 316. Uh, you know, John. You no, know, John 16 says this, but Austin 316 says I just whooped your ass. So to start off the Rumble, man, we had Jeff Hardy, we had Bull Buchanan. They were number one and two. The final two ended up being the, right the biggest. Center. Yeah, the right to censor. I, I, bro, I, I, I did too. And then, I, dude, I forgot Val Venus was in there. I'm like, oh my god, like all of them, bro. Uh, when Val Venus came out, shit, I thought he was Jamie. We had no, the, the Good Father. I'm sorry, we had the Good Father on the show. The so Good Father. Yeah, you know when Val Venus came out, I'm like, damn, is that Jamie Noble? <laughs> Man, just all jacked up. Yeah. But uh, so we had Jeff Hardy, Bull Buchanan. They started it off, and then the final two was, of course, the Big Red Machine, Kane, and uh, Steve Austin. Stone Cold ended up picking up the victory. He would go on to then face The Rock at the you know that year's WrestleMania. Uh, one of the two, a couple of notes I took away from this was you know going back and rewatching it. I didn't realize man, Teddy Long was actually one of the referees back then. I looked back like, damn, is that Teddy? You know, yeah. so it, it was Teddy. And then another thing too that kind of really just kind of jarred in my memory was because you know I've been so used to seeing JBL as JBL, I almost forgot yeah, what he looked like, like. You know, when he was with the acolytes, <laughs> and it was funny, man. It was cool just to kind of see you know that big Texan with the long black you know right. silky hair. He came out jacked as all hell. Like I was like, oh, drinking beer and playing poker and kicking ass. I forget, you forget how big, you know, he truly was. And, of course, he had R-Truth back then known as K-Quick. He was in his very first ever Royal Rumble, which wasn't memorable at all. But, you know, I thought I'd throw that out there. And then, of course,
course, man, you got badass Undertaker, but the the pop that Stone Cold received. That the way the crowd erupted when he came out for his entrance, and then of course Triple H came out, and you know Triple H came out and busted him up a little bit. But the 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 pop that he received to me stuck out the most. Tuco, man, what did you think of the 2001 Royal Rumble? I see this one clearly has a fine place in your heart. Well, this is the one where Kane uh, came in and wrecked shop. You know, this is when he, I believe, this is the one he broke the record for like most eliminations in one uh. And run rumble because it was him and um because it was him and, and Austin at the end, I believe. Yeah, because yeah, it was yeah, because that's when Austin won his third one. But Austin getting the pop that he got was because you know he he had just come back from the injury, you know, and he was he had you know worked out the rust, you know, the ring rusting and was kind of back to form, and it was time for Austin to get that. Get that one good title run that he was supposed to get back in, you know, night late '99, early 2000. Um, it, what led to it? Uh, that him do, him doing that, and then what happened, and what led up to, uh, you know, WrestleMania, and what happened during the match. You know, that was a lot of people didn't like the turn. I, I got to be honest, I didn't not not like it, but I was curious of it. Like it was like okay to see Austin team with McMahon and I actually right. kind of like, I kind of like the you know the the the, um, the paranoid Austin a little bit <laughs> it, it, it was just different I, I he, he was different he was a little bit you know the when you when you think how ruthless Stone Cold could really be in there for him to really be a heel uh you know I, I thought it was kind of cool it, it of course it wasn't better than his anti you know hero you know, I mean, that's I mean, that's the best you you you. everybody wanted to kick their boss's ass. And that will be the greatest moment of his career. And as you know, as far as people are concerned. But yeah, that rumble was a great rumble. Like I said, came ran through a whole bunch of people. And then like yeah. I say, for us to come back, be the only man to win three. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. I, that, that was definitely uh, one of my best Royal Rumbles. I, I love watching that one. All right, man. Next up, we get Royal Rumble 2002. We saw Triple H uh, pick up the victory. Now, one he would then go on to fight Jericho at Mania for the Undisputed Championship. Tuco, man, what did you think of the 2002 Royal Rumble? You know, yours truly, the game, the Cerebral Assassin. He picked that one up, man. You think that was the right call for that year? I mean, yeah. He had just, you know, came back from injury because he tore his quad during the match with Chris Jericho and uh, Chris Benoit with Stone Cold at that time, you know, they were the tag team champions. He was the, I believe, well, he was the Intercontinental, but he had lost it. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, he had, you know, tore his quad during that match and he had been out. And then for him to come back and kind of screw Austin over the way he did, because, you know, it, it, it already took a minute for him to trust Austin once Austin had turned heel. And then, you know, they had went on their little two man power trip as they, you know, as it was called, uh, and then for him to come back the way he did to screw over Austin, it was like, yeah, okay. I, I, and he came back huge as hell. I Triple yes. H, man, he looked like he swallowed somebody. Like he swallowed him. Like <laughs> at that time, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure of it. Um, but no, it, it was cool to see him come back in a rumble. Uh, that rumble was okay. Uh, it, compared to 2001, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that great for me, but. It was it was good. He won. Um, I think my only thing was uh, the WrestleMania match. I didn't uh, it, like him him beating. I don't know why him and Jericho just did not um, 
It just didn't. It just didn't get. It didn't do it for me. I. It, it was like I kind of knew he was going to win. It was like if it was somebody else, I probably would have thought they would have retained or whatever. Or if it was a triple threat or something, but him versus Chris Jericho, I I kind of just saw the writing on the wall that he was going to win. Next up, man, we get one of my personal favorites, right? We right. get the Royal Rumble of 2003, where you get the next big thing. You know, you get this big bad boy out of the University of Minnesota, Brock Lesnar. He ended up picking up the victory. He was going to fight Mania. Uh, excuse me. He was going to beat Mania. He fought, he fought Mania. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he, was going, he was going to fight Kurt Angle at WrestleMania with the infamous shooting star press where he broke his neck. Uh, too cold, man, as far as this Rumble goes. Rumble, uh, winner aside, man, what did you think of the actual Rumble match itself? Uh, the match was cool. I mean, like you said, at this time, this is when you had Brock coming in and he was just tearing up everything. You, The Hardy Boys, I think, were split up at this time and Jeff was kind of having his little run. Uh, Aust uh, Austin was gone. The Rock was in and out. Uh, you had The Undertaker kind of being American badass and American demon or whatever he was being. He was flipping back and forth. Uh, I think around this was this the time Kane. I don't think Kane pulled his mask off yet. I think I'm a little early. Yeah, uh, I think Kane did that. Well, I think it was at like 04, 05. Yeah, yeah, I think that was like, yeah, the next one or whatever. And then, you know, uh, like I said, you had Booker T. You had uh, you had a lot of the guys from WCW that had come through, you know, from the Alliance and whatnot that we kind of uh, didn't mention earlier. But um, yeah, yeah, man, this was this was this was. It was okay, but uh, you know, Brock winning. Honestly, I, I, I was okay with him winning. I didn't. I wasn't sure who was gonna win. Like, I didn't. I didn't really see from this Royal Rumble who was gonna come out. Like, okay, who who do I see as like, yeah, that's the next guy. And there, there right. really wasn't nobody until Brock came out. And I'm like, ooh, okay, okay, okay. All right, considering he had beat the Rock previous year. You know, so I'm like, all right, he, he's the best one, the best choice. Uh, other than Kurt, I think Kurt was no, Kurt was defending. I think Kurt was defending the yeah, championship. Yeah, yeah, Kurt, Kurt yeah. was defending, and Brock yeah. ended up picking up the victory. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was defending the championship. So yeah, no, yeah, Brock, Brock coming in, you know, get okay, he's going to be the one to win, and which it was, which was the right choice because, like I said, the WrestleMania match was, uh, the WrestleMania match was was great up until. The short, the shooting star press uh, that yeah. he had watched and missed, but other than that, man, I, I, their rivalry, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar, I, I liked every match, even their Iron Man match they had on SmackDown. And uh, what's up, Nick? Yeah, you know, uh, I what's agree. Up, what's up, Nick? I agree. It, it was weird because you know back then you kind of. You had Austin, but then you had Rock. But like you said, there was really no one person really carrying the company, which is why I think, you know, when Brock got that victory, Brock was that guy. Um, right, he, like, right. Up, 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 up until he left, uh, you know, for his first run. Real quick, before we go on to the 04 Rumble, speaking of Brock, because, you know, John Cena, he's been carrying the company, you know, for a decade and a half, uh, whether we wanted him to or not. Do we think if Brock Lesnar never left the company, he would have been where John Cena was? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, because he 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 is everything Vince wanted. A big guy that could do it almost damn near everything. I Yeah. If Brock was really passionate, because he wasn't fully passionate about wrestling like he did right. it, but he he wanted an opportunity to do something else. That's which is why he left. Um, but if he was passionate 
about actually wanting to be in a WWE. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. There would not be, there probably would still be a John Cena because you had to blast, you had to brand split uh, right. right about this time. So yeah, I, um, yeah, he would, he would have been bigger than John Cena and maybe that would have been better. It could have been worse. I, I'm not sure. Cause some of the guys that came up uh, that became, started becoming main eventers. I don't know if, that would have worked out for them, you know, during, you know, during that time if Brock was dominating like he was. <laughs> Nick says definitely. <laughs> he, he, seen it. <laughs> he, he makes Vince, Vince super wet. He, know he does, is. man. That's that's man. We all, everybody knows that that's what Vince loves, man. Vince loves the six six and above, man. And Brock is what six five six six, and he's yeah. and he's just he was. And at that time, at that time, we're talking about Brock Lesnar. 2002 2003 this dude was jack man and and man he could he can go he could pick up the big show and sling him across the ring and and suplex him off the uh, turnbuckle and break the ring and yo yeah yeah mm -hmm. he, you know my favorite part of that era was you know when him and curry said it back and forth. okay you know what you know I'm sorry, but one of my favorite one of my favorite moments was when Brock Lesnar beat the holy hell out of Zach Gowan. I ain't never forgot that. <laughs> you, remember, you remember Zach? Yeah, I, I, yeah, of course, man. I mean, what other time do you remember seeing a guy uh, uh, F five a guy with one leg through a, a steel post? I, I multiple times. Yeah, I, I, how can you forget something like that, I, I, dude? <laughs> Yo, man, I, the dude only had one leg. I mean, I mean, come on, man. Like that was that was one of those moments where it was like, okay, Vince. What the what the fuck? What I like, like like really do like what were you what was you thinking? And then when you were explaining this to them, what were they thinking? Like did anyone at any point think, man, should we really? I mean, okay, yeah, it was you. Everyone talked about it. Oh, it, it you, man, it was talked about. It, it like, was, I'm, just, I'm just trying to picture like that creative meaning. Like, yeah, you know, we're gonna take this this physically disabled person and we're just gonna take the bam multiple times. Bam, yeah, bam, just the bam. Just, come, I do. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Okay. All right, Vince. All right. I, I, oh, your show. <laughs> your show. Next up, man, we get the 04. You know what? Damn, this is a good one, too. We get the 04. Oh, this, this is this is another one for me. And yeah, this one yeah, yeah. is Benoit, flat out, Benoit. And I know, you know, what happened and everything, but Chris Benoit will always be one of my top 10 favorite wrestlers of all time. Wrestler, simply put. The, the dude was a beast. And when he got into this rumble and he was number one and you know, he was talking about how he was, you know, I I I wanted Chris Benoit to win. Chris Benoit won. And then what proceeded to happen at WrestleMania and just that whole little Austin, you know, this is and this is when uh when when the 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 Royal when the uh Royal Rumble winner could pick whichever champion he wanted to go up against. They weren't doing that before. So he was that first guy that Austin at that time, and I think he was the co-general manager sheriff or whatever he's he had to, yeah right he was the, you know coming out on the uh the four wheeler <laughs> yeah. right so you had that but but benoit was that first guy to come out to be able to actually choose 
which champion he wanted to go. And this is when he came back to Raw because he was on SmackDown. He was a SmackDown superstar. Yeah. I was, I'm not going to lie. I think I kind of wanted to see a Brock Lesnar. I think was Brock the champ? No. I was, who was the, I think Brock was, I can't remember who the champion was at that time. On SmackDown, I believe it was Brock at that time. It was Brock. Okay, he ain't left yet. Okay, I wouldn't have mind seeing, because I've seen Kurt and Brock, I wouldn't have mind seeing a Chris Benoit and a Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania, because I, I know yeah. that would Because as vicious as Kurt is, Benoit is just as, if not even more. To yeah. He's not called the Rabbit Wolverine for no reason whatsoever. So, hey, man, toothless aggression. Man, for real. For, yeah. for real. For yeah. real. So that would have been awesome. But for him to choose to go to Raw and face Triple H and then Shawn Michaels to weave himself back into that, you know, try to yeah. and then, you know, take over the spot. And so that way it was a triple threat. I I was good with that um, because him beating Triple H was it was better because it was like, yeah, you know, you want to see Triple H lose at that time. Triple H was that guy. You just wanted to see him lose because he always won and he always had the title. But yeah, that was that was definitely one of the best rumbles for me. Another top rumble. You know, what's crazy is as I'm going over the list of uh, of rumble winners and stuff from you know 2000 to 2010. I'm not going to lie, man. WWE, they. They had a nice little stretch, man. I'm, I'm looking because I'm going back over to like the, the way these Rumble wins set up the storylines for Mania. Right. This was pro this was this whole decade was pretty damn you know pretty damn lit. Uh, yeah. Chris was super underdog. Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris definitely was an underdog, and yeah. that was the thing too, you know, because Chris he he definitely he had to be what five nine five ten. He wasn't yeah. tall at all. But five he, eight, I think five right. He wasn't, but he was, but he was Jack. But he was, yeah. but, but he. Yeah, man, Chris can suplex anybody, everybody, and he can break you down. And the dude was just relentless. And I, man, I, I, man, yeah, yeah. All right. Next up, we get Batista, and you know this one. I really like this one because this is really when Batista, when he 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 found himself. This one, Triple H trying to manipulate him into you know facing the yeah. other uh to, to going over to SmackDown to fight for that right. title. Right. And that's when Batista did the whole thumbs down, the infamous thumbs down promo, started whooping his ass, and everybody kind of looking at him like, and "Oh, Batista damn, bound like, through the table." Yeah. yeah, this this one this one right here, man. This was actually a cool moment for me. I actually remember this WrestleMania was the first WrestleMania I was able to watch live. You know, this is the first time that I was able to actually get my pops to buy it for me. You know, this one you had to call the cable provider and get it. You could just order it. You know, it's like you actually had to call to put that pin number in. You had to get a special channel. Right. <laughs> and as soon as WrestleMania ended, that channel didn't exist no more. <laughs> Man, it's short. I mean, as soon as the sec, the very first second after the, what it was, what, 11 o'clock, it would go off. At 11, at, at, as soon as it hit 11 o'clock, 11.01, it was, it was done. Because the logo would come yeah. up and it would go off. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, so we actually had, we we had Triple H. Like I said, he was a champion at the time. Batista went to the uh, to WrestleMania that year, I believe it's a Hollywood, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And that's what they had. And that's when they had all the cool ass WrestleMania commercials. I think that was the "You Talking to Me" commercial. Remember that one? Yeah, everybody was acting like they were they were uh, doing roles, didn't doing uh, different movie roles. They were acting out different movie roles and stuff. So yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Uh, I remember the one with uh, who was the who was it? I think it was Shelton Benjamin. They were doing the Pulp Fiction one. Oh no, it was Booker yeah. T. It was Booker T. And uh, I forgot who. Who I forgot hey, that basketball hey, was. Which one? Uh, uh, oh, 
see that, that that's why Nick's such cool people, man. So apparently Nick is Loco's peoples, man. You know, hey, much love, nice man. Show, much man. love. And Loco, man, hey, once again, we support you. Always got to shout you out. But yeah, hey, who who was Undertaker playing when he played the uh uh it was like the meal he like he was playing like a midwestern cowboy. Oh my god. Oh, I think that was like Clint Eastwood or, or uh yeah. the other dude. Uh oh uh, man, I can't John Wayne. I think it was like one of those. You know what? Actually, I think I think it might have been John Wayne. I don't think it was Clint Eastwood. Yeah, 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 I, I yeah, it's been a minute since I've seen it. But I liked it that WrestleMania because this is when John Cena had went through the thug and by this time he had been Doctor of Thugonomics. He yeah. you know that's Eddie healer. versus Ray one too. Uh, that later? Was that where the right? Yeah, where they were both the tag team champions, SmackDown tag team champion. It was yeah. either this one or was the one before, uh, the WrestleMania before one of the two. Um, but it, this is when you know John Cena. You know he had he had that infamous stabbing at the club by Carlito, uh, bodyguard, and then uh, <laughs> and then so you know he came back and everybody loved him, and you know that's when he was kind of that's when that's when the the heat of the, the face run of John Cena really started is when he came back and, but him getting an opportunity to, well, he didn't get the opportunity cause he lost to Batista, but to see them to be the final two, uh, it was the, it was really the passing of the torch. It, it was the, the sign of the times that we were getting more talent that we weren't just getting, you know, some of the same old guys, we were getting different guys. And we had Brock Lesnar, you know, up, uh, uh I'm sorry, we had Benoit, then we had Brock Lesnar, and then which you know led to later years for him, but Batista and then John Cena being the final two, one of them, you know, was gonna get the big shine. And I'm glad it was Batista, even though John, I feel like John Cena's win might have been bigger in some weird way, because he was beating JBL. Cause at this time I believe JBL was the wrestling god. So he, you know, so uh it was John Wayne. Okay, I I, I thought it was John. I, I knew it was either John Wayne or Clint Eastwood. It was one of those two. But um, this was a great rumble. Uh, just like I said, you saw a lot of the young bulls, young talent that were getting ready to come up and dominate. This is when Edge was kind of starting his own, you know, being on his thing, you know, the rated R thing. And 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 you you were like I said, you're just getting different guys. But these were the guys that we had seen come up and be, you know, jobbers, and then they were mid-carters, and then they, they they made it, you know, either a tag team or singles, and now they were kind of moving up the ladder. Uh, and then what happened at WrestleMania was awesome, too. Batista definitely beating the hell out of Triple H. <laughs> Here's another fa- favorite of mine, uh, Eddie Guerrero, uh, my favorite wrestler uh, of all time. Chris Benoit is my second favorite. My third, my third favorite of the current era, I wouldn't say of all time, one of one of all time, but definitely Eddie of all time. But this one, man, we got Royal Rumble 2006, which saw the biggest little man in WWE history. You got Mr. 619. You got Rey Mysterio. He ended up winning the Rumble. He would then go on that year to beat Triple H uh, and Randy Orton. Oh, excuse me, not Triple H. He would beat Kurt Angle and Randy Orton uh, in the main event of WrestleMania for the title. Uh, he didn't hold it too long, but too cold. I'm going to come to you. I want to come to you because this, this, like you said, between 2004 and 2000, let's say eight, is really when you started to see, like, okay, it was a power shift 
from the old guard to the new guard. Like this is when guys that's kind of been on, you know, you had the whole team angle and you started having many different guys, man, whether it's tag teams, singles, whatever the case may be. You really seen it was a core group of guys. It wasn't just one guy. It was a group of guys on both shows that really held it down from start to finish. You got Rey Mysterio winning the big man's championship, the world heavyweight championship, not only defeating Kurt Angle, but defeating Randy Orton as well. What did that say to you in the direction the company was going at that time when they let a guy like Rey go ahead, man, and pull off the ultimate upset? Not only one winning the Rumble, but then going on and winning the championship in the triple threat. Well, a uh, couple of things. One, I want to mention something that I, I, we didn't get mentioned. I forgot to mention. Um, back when Benoit won the Rumble. Uh, also, one of my favorite moments, all-time greatest just moments, one of the matches was Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero for that championship that year. Yeah. That, yeah. that was just a great match. It, it, was, it was everything. It was great wrestling. It was great. To, it, was, it was entertaining. It was everything. That was a great uh, you know, title match. Uh, Eddie at the end, getting the shoe pulled off and just pulling one more loss. He just, just being Eddie, man, and just getting over on Kurt Angle. That was beautiful. I don't think you could have wrote a better picture ending for that. Uh, when Benoit won the heavyweight championship and Eddie came down to the ring. Yeah. And they both stood in the ring and was standing there. You're looking at each other as world yeah. champions. Like that, that right there yeah. gives me chills every time I see, especially now, man, because we didn't know at that moment in time, man, that a couple of years later we would lose those two guys, both of them. And to see those two guys, like two guys I've been fans of when they first got it, you know, ECW to, w, uh, to WCW, then WWE, and then got to really get pushed to the main event level and then and actually be world champion. That was one of the most coolest moments I ever of all time, man. I, I but I wanted to mention that because I, I, you, you reminded me that when you mentioned uh Ray Mysterio winning because he was winning for Eddie because Eddie had just yeah. passed. Uh, I thought that was awesome. Uh, that WWE, well, they, they, I mean, it worked in their favor. Let's be honest. At that time, Ray Mysterio was the hottest little man in the business. It, yeah. it, Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio, everybody knew Ray Mysterio. You didn't have to know wrestling. You knew who Ray Mysterio was. Um, with Ray being so close to Eddie, you know, it's because Eddie, you know, helped bring Ray up into this business, you know, you know, you know, help him along. And then for him to pass the way he did and, you know, the just the, the tribute to Eddie, you know, and, and then to go through the match, because it's like, it's Ray Mysterio. You want to see him win, but I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if he, if he going to make it, but it was, it was a great match. And then for him to go on and win at WrestleMania, I man, by this time, man, he had deserved it. <clears throat> he had came into this company and made them money hand over foot. <clears throat> Fought everybody, got tossed everywhere, got beaten up by doing every <coughs> every big person beat the crap out of him, man. I by this time Ray had deserved a world title shot, and I'm glad he got it. And you know, hey, six months is fine. I, I, you know, he got to hold it, he got to defend it, he got to beat some people, and people loved it and bought more Ray Mysterio masks and went crazy for it. 
You know what, man? So I remember, so I never actually received them, but my homie that used to live next door to me growing up, he used to always get the WWE magazines. And, you know, back then, yeah. uh, before you had the WWE shop.com, you could just order, you know, they had to like the little mail, little envelope thingy, and you would order and you would pick whatever mask or whatever, you know, <laughs> thing you wanted back then. And it was cool because so I remember we could never afford like the $99 like latex mask. So they had to like the little cheap ass, like 1999, like plastic. plastic, plastic. Man, yeah, plastic. yeah. And I would never forget like the first time I seen one in person, bro. Like, so we would go out in the backyard and you know, my little basketball hoop and I swing around that thing thinking I was ready, but I was too chubby at the time. So I like caused a hoop to swing. Right. <laughs> But that was neither here nor there. But yeah, like, like, <laughs> but Ray was my, <laughs> Ray was my dude, man. Hey, we in the backyard running into the fence like we playing NFL Blitz and shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit, man. All right, so we, got the, so, so we got the 07 Rumble. And of right. course, that boy, you know what I'm saying, the dead man, the phenom, the American badass, the Hall of Famer, he picked up the victory. He went to go fight the animal Batista in a title versus streak match at Mania. Man, oh man, that was a hey, looking. Of course, of course, the dead man won. He wasn't, he wasn't losing the streak just yet. I mean, it's man. He wasn't. By this time, lose. the streak was, yeah, the, no, he wasn't losing. But I feel like even though Batista lost this match, you know, we, we talk so often about a lot of times guys get made more times than none in matches they lose, depending on who they face, as opposed to beating them. Me seeing Batista go one-on-one with the dead man at Mania, that was enough. To see you go one-on-one with the dead man in the championship match, despite the fact you were the one that lost it, was even, you know, that was twice as sweet. I feel like that really cemented Batista as a main event player. You know, when Batista came in in that class of 02 with Lesnar and Cena and Orton, he was already, like, the oldest dude there. Like, Batista came in in his 30s. So to see this guy, man, you know, get his WrestleMania moment with the dead man, you know, it was almost kind of like it wasn't too many people who could say they had a WrestleMania moment with The Undertaker, despite the fact he had over 20 of them. A couple of them, you know, two was against Kane. You know, he had a couple, you know, back-to-backs, but. So he had three with Triple H because he fought Shawn Michaels twice and he fought uh, Triple H three times. Because he fought yeah. once, uh, 2001 or two, one of those years, he they fought in a street fight. Uh, but I, due to, uh, well, uh, respect to Batista, but he was a main event player before there anyway. When, yeah. he, when he beat Triple H, he was already that. And then when they went on to, you know, basically just run through everybody else it was like they like who else could he go up against that and it was the like it was like undertaker it was inevitable that the undertaker would be the person that he would have to face so it was like yeah he he, it it pushed him over but i feel like he was already main event level because he was he was one like one of the hottest things like it was him and john cena him and john cena man were neck and neck uh as far as you know people who you know who people liked and when yeah, when those two, like I said, when those two won, it was something special. But uh, especially that that night at WrestleMania is one of the good championship wins uh, during at that time. But yeah, man, Taker winning the Rumble though, number thirty, yeah. I didn't have a problem with it, man. At this time, he had been in them, but he had never won. So it's like one of those things. It was like, man, you know, could you ever get it? And then also, no one had ever won 
from the the most infamous number that everyone wants, but no one could win from. No one could ever win from the number 30. So that's what really made this special. And the fact that not only did, was it him who, who was the last man to come in, but he was the number 30 pick. So it was like, oh, man, it's got to be The Undertaker. And at that time, he had a nice little field of guys to go through to get it. But yeah, that was that was the awesome thing about that. It was that, you know, Taker got his opportunity to own a, a rumble win and, you know, be the only man to win at 30 at that time before the next year. Next up, we get the 08 rumble. We're seeing John Cena go on to take the victory. He would then go on to WrestleMania to fight Randy Orton and Triple H, which he would lose that match, man. But look. Cena, you know, for a guy to be as big as Cena is, and, and this is the funny thing, Cena's actually got a pretty split record, man. When you look at the wins and losses at Mania, he hasn't necessarily dominated as much, even though he's known as Big Match John. Uh, too cold, man, Cena. So this is, I'm going to say, 08 was, uh, he was out of the Thugonomics gig. I want to say when did the Marine oh, this come was out? hustle. This was this was hustle loyalty respect. This was yeah. This oh, is yeah. right. This, oh no, this this was oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, this was because the Marine came out in what oh nine right? Yeah, no, the Marine came out before. I think it came out before his injury because that's when because because by this time he was already uh. I don't think he he was he was way past rapping by by oh eight because by him winning by by let's see he won it in oh five. By the time he got to 08, yeah, he was coming out. I think he was doing the salute thing, but he had okay, he was coming yeah. back from injury. But he had just came back from injury for the rumble. That was the thing. People yeah, were, he was a, like, he, oh, John. He was a surprise, right? Right, right. Because people were like, oh man, he's gonna be out. He won't make it to the rumble. And it was like surprise, because it was him and Triple H at the end, because Triple H was looking like, oh no, nah, hell no. Nah. This you know, he gave a surprise that he didn't think John Cena was gonna show up, and then he showed up. So uh I, I I didn't have a problem with him losing <laughs> at this time. I was okay with I was okay with Randy Orton because I I was I, I liked Randy Orton at that time. So yeah, it was okay. Next up, man, we get the 09 Rumble with Senior Boy, the Viper, the Legend Killer. You know, Randy Orton. He won. He would then go on to face Triple H at that year's Mania. Of course, the game, the Cerebral Assassin. He would pick up the victory over one Randy Orton. Two go, man. Randy, what? 14-time world champ now, I believe. 13, 14, something like that. Carved out a hell of a career. We talked about Brock. You know, what would have happened if Brock would have stayed? Let's talk about Randy Orton. Let's talk about if Randy wouldn't have had as many issues as he had. Now, think about it. Even with the issues aside, he's still a, what, 13, 14-time world champ. What do we think WWE would have been like had Randy Orton been the face of the company instead of a guy like John Cena? Well... Because, you know, they're kind of building Randy, you know, Randy is the youngest world champion. It wouldn't have been great because he wasn't always motivated to do stuff. Like, you know, Randy, you had to, Randy had to be motivated into certain feuds or stuff. And if he wasn't really feeling it or if he didn't think the person was great, I mean, we saw what happened to Kofi Kingston. So, you know, I, I don't think Randy, Randy didn't appreciate he he knew he was good. He was cocky. He you know that he was the best. He knew no one was as good as him. But you know Randy was in his own way. So if Randy had not been in his own way and had cared about the business a little better, uh, hey man, it could have been something. But I uh, yeah, it wouldn't have been. Nothing. Next up, we get our last rumble of the decade. We get. 
the 2010 Royal Rumble, we get by at this time, he will become later on a future WWE Hall of Famer. We get the rated R superstar. We get Edge. Yo, he Man. did it. He did it. And you know what? To me, I feel like this is so long overdue, but at the same time, it came at the right time. Edge is one of those guys who at this point been in WWE, what, 11, 12 years about, just about. And he's had success as a tag champion, as a singles champ. But for him to get this, man, he would go on to then face Chris Jericho at the Royal, uh, excuse me, at Mania for that year. He would end up losing. Uh, Tuco, man, what did you think about Edge getting a victory here in this Royal Rumble in 2010? Um, well, I think, I believe he was coming back from injury. So it was mm -hmm. good to see him come back. Um, at By this time, man, you know, he had, you know, he had, Won the money in the bank, cashed in on John Cena, had that great epic back and forth. Uh, ben, he, he stole the money in bank again <laughs> and cashed <laughs> in on The Undertaker. Had a great WrestleMania match, but, you know, lost to The Undertaker. Uh, yeah, Edge, Edge had did so much, and he was one of those guys, man, where love him or hate him, you wanted to see him there. And he was hurt, and he came back, and he had won the Rumble. Uh, and I, 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 I thought he won Mania that year, but uh, you, you said he lost. So I'm like, ah, I must be thinking of the next year when he ended up retiring. But uh, we'll get to that when we talk about, uh, you know, part three of the Rumbles from uh, 2011 to 2020. But um, other than that, man, I, I had no issue with Edge winning. I, I wanted Edge to win. Um, it was a good Rumble. You had, I think, I think Orton was in it. I think John Cena was in it. I think Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. You, you had a lot of guys in it, you know, that, you know, that could have easily won this Rumble. So he he was able to pull it off. Uh, but, yeah, man, I this was definitely the era for me as far as a lot of the guys I had watched coming up during the late 90s, you know, the, you know, that were coming up through WCW and WWE, the Hardys, you know, the Four Horsemen, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, uh, you know, some of these guys once they got to WWE late 99, 2000, and then they started coming up themselves, uh, the Billy Kidmans, you know, the Ray Mysterios, you, you had a lot of these guys that I knew what they could do. I knew how good they were, and I wanted to see how WWE was going to use them. And <clears throat> though a lot of the stuff was not as great and a lot of them weren't treated the way I thought they would be, I got to say, man, the Rumbles, the, the Royal Rumbles during these years, man, I, for the most part, it was about what we did 11, what we did 11 of them. Yeah, from yeah, we did about 11 Rumbles. We talked about 11 Rumbles tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, today, yeah, okay. today, yeah. Anyway, yeah. you did from 2000 yeah, to 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm about to say, I, I was getting ready to say TM, and I'm like, no, wait a minute, that's no, hold on, brother. I know I got an East Cleveland education, but you know, still, uh. You know, I just want to make sure. Hey, 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 off camera, I had to put my fingers down to count on my fingers to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the most part, though, I, I would say, you know, for these for these years, I, for the most part, I like most of these. They, you know, there was a handful I probably wouldn't care for. I would probably watch it or just skip to it to certain moments. But for the most part, a lot of these rumbles I really enjoyed. Well, with that being said, man, that will conclude. Episode two of three of our Royal Rumble uh, winners history review type deal we got going on. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, 
Hey, we, hey, hey, with them old, <laughs> hey, with them old folks, we saying the whatchamacallits. The whatchamathangs. And the whatchamajigs. There it is, the whatchamajigs. Hey, so uh, with that being said, man, I'm going to give a shout out, man, to a couple people. You know, Nick, I appreciate you. You know, Loco, you already know you've been a boy since day one. We appreciate you. Shout, shout out to everybody that, appreciate shout you. out to everybody that uh, has been tuning in on Twitch. Y'all been on this thing, man, the whole entire time from start to finish. So we love and, you know, salute you. With that being said, man, if you haven't already, go to our social, Generation Wrestling Pod. Uh, it's the Instagram. That is the, that is the, hold on one second. God damn it. What's the other one? That's the Twitch. The Generation Wrestling Podcast is the Facebook and that's right. the YouTube. Uh, man, you know, make sure y'all show some love, especially on Facebook and especially on YouTube. You know, we we, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, we work hard on this content. Uh, with that being said, man, Tuco, before I wrap this up, big bro, man, anything else you got left to say to the people? Hey, man, just appreciate the support, man. Thank you. And also next time, so after we get done doing episode three, we're actually going to do... Oh Lord, man, we got a lot of shows left. We uh, I, man, we ain't done because uh, we got to do uh, what's today? Today's Tuesday. Yeah, man, we got to get ready for uh, AW and NXT. Uh, so we <laughs> we still gotta we still gotta knock those out. <laughs> then we gotta do part three of this. Then we got a prediction show. Then we got a review. I mean, we, we we busy, man. We busy. This is a busy week, man. It's, it's Royal Rumble week. Uh, you know, it, we got a lot to do, man. We still got to talk about the shows. You know, we talk about Raw and and smackdown and yeah man we uh we'll we'll do all that saturday we, we, we got a lot got to enough, do. we got enough on the plate and we do this all for you people <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said ladies and gentlemen thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of generation of wrestling podcast it's yours truly i'm the 27 year old piece of gold here to fly us in the room too cold and with that being said we bid you adieu till next time we see you when we see you peace Deuces.